Today we're going to talk about new novel named Killer Brothers. And this novel mostly fiction inspired by true events. And names, characters, places, incidents are either product of imagination or entirely coincidence or been changed. Fair use. However, please consider this book as a sci-fi and any resemblance to real people. Dialogues, events, just coincidence. Story unbelievably mind-blowing. So please read and listen us podcast and ebooks by artist Tim C. Portion of this novel contains third party content, constitute fair use under copyright laws. Works are meant to be educational, scholar nature, which protected by fair use laws. My name is Leah, public relationship agency, also known as True Start, and private detective attorney Matt Blues, business partner, licensed attorney detective, likes to investigate crimes. As pro bono. This time, Tristar decided to investigate a strange case about two rich brothers who were accused of uh, their parents' death. This novel was inspired on true invest, and uh, there could be a lot, a lot more victims of this kind of family practices. Please read and listen us on podcast in books about other people, crimes. And uh, we just would like to bring our opinion and speculation. Detective Matt decided to investigate this case after boy's family came to agency asking for help uh, with investigation of murder of murders of, of their parents. And um, uh, there is a lot of questions to solve in this novel. If boys really killed the, their parents to get money, or it was just said caused an uh, accident of unsolved home burglary. In true events, novel was inspired from. There could be a lot more victims of this kind of family practices. So please read and listen as other podcasts and ebooks. And please consider this book as a sci-fi. Any resemblance to real people, dialogues, events, just a coincidence. Thank you. Chapter 1. Patriarch. This story really begins with the patriarch of the family father, Javi Mendes, who was born on May 6, 1944, in Havana, Cuba. And the father was a former soccer star, and his mother was a former champion swimmer, and Javi really took um, after his parents. Javi was very competitive, he was athletic, and uh, he normally got first place in everything. Javi was uh, successful in all sports, that he did basketball, soccer, swimming, when he was just about 15 years old in 1960. Things got really crazy in Cuba at that time. Fidel Castro had taken complete control over military and political powers, and now Cuba is prime, prime minister. So Javi's parents uh, felt like it wasn't safe for him there in Cuba. And they ended up sending him to United States when he was just 15 years old. So Javi came here alone and his parents decided to stay in Cuba to try to protect what they had left. And they had a lot of their properties there seized by government. And um, they were hoping that they could protect some of them. That's why they decided to stay in Cuba. Um, but they sent Javi to United States and at first he lived with his cousin at Attic in the attic. It was definitely hard adjustment for Javi, but likely for him he played sports and still 
uh, was a, st a sports star and so and the, with this kind of sense of uh, normalcy eventually he got a scholarship for swimming he was enrolled into university chapter 2 medicaid so Harvey ended up going to South Illinois University in 1962 when he met Mary Kate who went by nickname Nikki was just a few years ahead of Heavy, being born in 1941. Nikki grew up in Chicago and she was a former beauty queen and Harvey was very attracted to her. They hit it right away and um, started dating in 1963. Nikki ended up graduating from SIU and uh, Heavy decided that he was just done with school and he decided to leave when she graduated too. Heavy was just 19 years old at the time and they actually decided to go to Apple, Big Apple, it's New York. So after they moved to New York, Mickey started start working as a teacher. And Javi ended up enrolling in a Queens College and he decided uh, he was pretty good with numbers. And that's why he chose this accounting degree and he worked as a but uh, while in school he worked as a dishwasher part-time eventually Javi and Nikki got pregnant with the first child and it was a boy they named it Kyle chapter 3 Kyle Mendes his name was uh, Jose Kyle Mendes but he was born in New York on July 10 1968 and they ended up calling him just Kyle for short and Mickey decided to, um, to quit her full-time teaching job because she wanted to be full-time mom and she was very excited about it. Eventually the city became uh, too much for them and then Javi decided to move the whole family to suburbs, New Jersey. Specifically they moved to Woodblack, New Jersey which is small and unincorporated community. Then in November 27, 1970, they had another son named Rick. And at this time, Harvey had a big shift in his career path. Chapter 4, Career Shift. Harvey ended up going into music industry, so very different from accounting. But he really liked the music and he liked the money too that music can bring. And he decided to make the switch to music industry it was a good move for him because by 1980s he was a top executive with uh, Rika Records and that he signed several really popular groups, most of them was Duran. So family moved to a million dollar estate in Princeton, New Jersey and the boys attended Princeton Day School uh, at the University of Ivy League which was very prestigious and uh, top rated private school. So as soon as the boys were old enough to walk and talk, uh, the expectations for them were set high and they needed to be successful as daddy and uh, excel in academics as well as sports. And um, Javi uh, wasn't that kind of parent that was okay with just trying at sport. He was uh, and, and having fun. He wanted the, his kids to be the best at everything, at sports, at schools, be on top of class, on top of team. Both of them were, were exceptional tennis players. Actually, they spent a lot of money in training and classes. And the mom, Mickey, was the cheerleader. She was always there with them on the training sessions. Mickey was always at every practice, every game, cheering for 
for her sons. And uh, at this time, from outside, it looked that uh, family lived a really happy, comfortable life for 1966 standards. And Javi decided that she wanted to live in the music industry and get into movie industries then. So, of course, uh, where do you think they went? They moved to Hollywood, California. And Javi packed the whole family again, and they um, went ahead to California in 1987 when Javi started a new job working for Life Entertainment, which was a newly formed company that was already in trouble. And company had lost over $20 million previous year, so they were really got, they were really not doing well. So Mickey was a little nervous making this cross-country moves to this uh, failing company, but Javi was confident that he could swoop in and save the business. And it worked because Javi first year, he increased the profits company by $8 million, and the second year, he increased profits double, basically, by $60 million. Javi was known for doing whatever it is and taking using some pretty ruthless and rough business tactics, but it definitely paid off for him because eventually he was named a CEO and then he started his position. Javi's salary was about like half a million per year and I'm not even talking about additional bonuses up to $800 million. And uh, the company took out insurance policy on him because he was an executive and um, Life Entertainment uh, actually took uh, insurance policy on every employee. But on the executive especially, it was important. And as beneficiary at work, Javi was really applauded and praised by people at the top. But everyone else who worked under him really hated him. In fact, it's safe to say that he was despised by people he worked with. He had horrible reputation with women as well. Javi could be aggressive. He was very intimidating, cutthroat, ruthless. And didn't hesitate to reprimand or straight up fire anybody in the company that uh, who made even a slight mistake. And the Harvey was also known for some pretty shady business practices to kind of inflate the worth of the company inflate the worth of the company and then sell it to investors, unaware investors. But not only that, um, Harvey was rude at work, but he was also having several multiple affairs with people uh, who he worked with, and a lot of them weren't just like little hookups here and there. They were full-time affairs, long-term relationship that were going on behind Mickey's back. Chapter 5 Affairs However, it's assumed that Mickey probably knew that it was going on behind her back and just turned her blind eye on it because Harvey was making a lot of money and Mickey wanted to keep family together and happy. So it was possible. She, she dealt with her. And even though Mickey probably had a gut feeling all this was going on behind her back, she still made an effort um, as involved in her husband's life as she could. Mickey insisted that she would go with him on a business trip every time because she didn't trust him and um, it worked for them. So they basically, Javi was on the business trips all the time and this was kind of way for them, for couples spending together. 
on the business trips. Chapter 6, A Shame of Heritage. Here is one strange detail about Harvey, though. Uh, he was ashamed of his Cuban uh, Hispanic heritage. At one point, he was offered a letter of congratulations on his success in life as a Hispanic businessman, and he took it really bad. He was really offended that they named him Hispanic. And he didn't want any of his colleagues to know about his past. But he came from even... the. He didn't want people know where he came from, even where he went to school, because he was ashamed of his heritage. And he didn't go to any Ivy League university as well. He was ashamed of it too. So Javi was determined to have all his kids to go to Ivy League school. So clearly the boys were dealing with a lot of pressure just being Javi's sons. And Patriarch decided uh, that uh, his sons were pretty young that they were going to Princeton. So at this time, the family was living in Calabasas, California. This is where some Fashionoblia clan lives, I think. And it's a very fancy area, an American dream. They rented a house there, and um, while their building was under construction, and looking uh, at everything way above, um, this, the couple, the family of... Um, Mendes uh, seemed like to be having a perfect life, an American dream. They had a close family relationship and uh, was super involved with the kids and always was supporting them in sports, in schools, dating, in academics, especially Mickey. Javi and Mickey had hoped that boys would excel in school as much as they did in tennis. And it wasn't just the case. They did, um, more, uh, they did more average in school. But they weren't bad students at all. They actually got good grades too. and But they weren't really ex excelling at school as they were excelling at tennis. Rick especially. Rick ended up ranking 45th in the nation for 18 years old under players, tennis players. And they were growing up, they were very, very, very close. And Kyle was very protective of his brother and Rick and um, they did a lot of things together. The brothers spent a ton of time together. They had a couple friends here and there and they really stayed close to each other. And several people who were friends with them said they got interesting vibes from those boys. At the time, some of the past friends felt like uh, if they betrayed them or double-crossed by them. And people kind of um, brothers grew up of having learned to be very sneaky, aggressive, and get anything they want regardless. And that's why uh, they learned this technique they learned from their dad. And now Kyle definitely had harder time in the family than Rick did. There is a lot of pressure on him definitely because he was the oldest guy. And a lot of expectations were from him expected. And the more pressure in general to succeed and set good example for his younger brother. And heavy father was pretty brutal on Kyle. A lot of it was shame. He shamed him a lot about his physical appearances. One thing that he was very insecure was that Kyle was going bald at the age of 14. And father forced him to wear a topi. So how concerned Harvey was with the image 
we already talked about it and I didn't want to have any impressions on his children and the boys definitely grew up learning that money was everything in life and it's all about getting far as you can and uh, being first in place and most successful making the most money this was attitude Harvey portrayed uh, to his boys and you could definitely consider these boys as a brats but you know taking uh, into account uh, the environment they grew up so they basically it was expected but all the trouble started when Kyle started joining Kyle wanted a Porsche right away and his dad actually decided to have a little restraint saying no to the Porsche and boys would definitely struggle with some confidence issues at the end and uh, were very mad at their parents so they were nationally ranked tennis players they never felt good about themselves even though they were like uh, champions in the tennis Rick started to struggle with it a lot more and he got older and eventually he started to rebel a little bit started hanging out with the wrong crowd chapter 7 something rebellious Rick eventually started bringing Kyle around with some shady people they started hanging out in a big groups and one particular they were all hanging out and they decided to rob some neighbor to go rebellious and they decided to break into friend's house and steal whatever was in the safe even though they didn't need the money because they were rich but they because they did it for fun and because they were pissed at parents they just went rebellious to be continued 